With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is part two of This is part two of my career retrospective clips with the metal maniac Jeff Miller, an episode I did exclusively for YouTube around this time three years ago in 2020. It's a three-hour special. It was a career retrospective on YouTube, but I'll pick some clips over two episodes. This is episode 157 with the metal maniac Jeff Miller. There's loads of stories again about his mentor Jimmy Snooker, Ricky Steamboat refereeing one of his matches, and so much more. So, we're going to go into loads of clips now. And here we go, episode 157 with the metal maniac Jeff Miller. Um, you know, this is what we got, but. You know, there were guys that tried to take advantage, you know, and then there were guys we tried to help, like Tommy Fierro. We always try to help Tommy because we all just got along with Tommy, you know. Tommy Fierro, I'm sure you must have heard of him. Absolutely. Yeah, I've. Yeah, so I know Tommy since he's 16 years old, and we've snuck him into the bar. Me, Sheik, and Jimmy, we snuck him into the bar, and he, he, his first time he ever got drunk was with us. And I'm saying he's leaning up against the wall, and he's. <laughs> he was tired, <laughs> and we drop we drop him off at his house. And I two 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 in the morning, three in the morning. His mother was waiting at the door, waiting for him, and took him inside. He was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> and he'll tell you if you talk to him, he'll tell you he was drunk as a skunk. Me, Jimmy, she were all doing shots of of uh, uh, that coconut rum. You mm-hmm. know? So uh, it's just funny. It just great stories. Yeah, I'll tell you another one. So I never worked with the Road Warriors, but I knew them real good. And Joseph, 
didn't, you know, like to smoke weed and didn't really like to get buzzed. So I was always around Hawk because I never did blow, but I, I, I always liked to smoke a doob, have a beer, you know, meet some girls, you know, have fun. So we're in Atlantic City and we work a show. And after the show, you know, Buff Bagwell's there, Big Samu, the Barbarian, Jimmy, Jimmy's son, uh, um, myself, a um, whole bunch of guys. And Stan Hansen is a big card, the Road Wars. They were, so Hawk knows me from Hawaii. So he's like, brother, man, come on. Jimmy's fine. You don't have to worry about it. He's, you know, he's right in the same hotel. Jimmy, you all right? I'm going to take him with us. Yeah, take him, brother. Show him what's going on. So picture animal. We're drunk. We're walking across the street in Atlantic City with all the lights going and cars going real slow on the boulevard. Music's in the middle of the night. And a car is driving down the road towards us. And it just had happened to have on their Black Sabbath and the Iron Man. And the car is slowing down and it's loud. And the car's like a muscle car. And you hear, I am Iron Man. As it's coming. As soon as that happened, Hawk is in the middle of the street. The guy comes to a complete stop because he's going slow anyway. And he rips off his shirt and he goes, You know, and the guy's like, holy shit, it's Hog. <laughs> holy shit, it's Hog. So we had to go back. Somebody somebody had to ask the guys inside the hotel. Everybody got a shirt. Hawk ripped his shirt. We need a shirt so we can get into this other bar. So somebody switched shirts. And somebody sitting at the bar with a shirt over a ripped shirt. So funny. We had, we had good times, you know. It just, you know. The business can be very fun. At the same time, you know, bad things can happen, like in the Middle East, when they don't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. And these guys come in with guns. You know, you go to a place, they can kill you. They can just kill you. They're misprinted as compared to the original one. Where yeah, where they were actually me, Sabu had been around and had a contract, but was out of a contract at that time. And then me, and then those are the only two guys that did not have a contract that was in that book with a picture, the very first one. And then from there, 1992's Pro Wrestling Rook of the Year, uh, voted most busiest wrestler of the year, 92, 93, 94. Uh, uh, next to Sabu, I was number two out of 10 in a magazine called The Best 10 Heels You Never Heard Of. Mm-hmm. Often. Uh, there's a there, there was a thing called the the um, introducing file in the wrestler magazine. Uh, most guys wait eight ten years. He wasn't but sick within five six months, which means eight weeks prior is when they had the idea and put the picture in and mm-hmm. did the article and went to print because they don't do it the day before and print it. They do it in advance. So I walked into business. In January of 91, and then by, you know, summer, I'm 
people over the world are looking at these magazines. You know, I mean, when I went to Texas, there were guys going, oh, this is you? Oh, shit, that's cool. And they hadn't been in magazines, and these were guys that were... Yeah, mom. Yeah. You know, these are guys that were heavy duty down at Global. There were some guys down there that turned out to be big names, but that were in the magazine. You know, so, and then, you know, Booker T, I never worked with him, but Booker T was down there. He was nice. I, didn't, I never got to really got to know his brother. I only got to, Booker T wouldn't remember me now, but, but you know why I, I does remember me and I love very much is uh, Too Cold Scorpio. I don't call oh, him Too Bob. Cold. I call him Mr. Freeze. He's Mr. Freeze, brother. He's not too cold. He is Mr. Freeze. I need to and get Jesus. Hold on. I need to have Well, I can tell you right now. I can give you his information. And I can tell you this. I'll tell you, and you can repeat it, because he's heard this from me before. Working with him was like a, a nice ice cold cream pie on a Sunday afternoon. He was just as smooth and cool. I mean, just so cool. Too cold doesn't describe how cool he is Mr. Breeze. That's how cool he is. And I, I, I always call him, there's Mr. Freeze, brother. Look at you, daddy. You just is a little. Well, what he did was is we were working this card in Fresno, California in 1998, 1990, 1999, somewhere in and we're out in California and we're at this big hotel and I'm going to work twice. I'm working as Doink in the first match and then I'm going to come out later as the Metal Maniac. So I was making a double payoff. So I work with these young kids and it's four man, in a six man tag Doink and then I do the ass bump on the kid and, you know, just a little one. I don't hurt him. One, two, three, place loves it. I did the buckets of water, the buckets of of, of, uh, of confetti and the silly string. I did all of that. I did all that stuff. So I did it, you know, just like the way he did it. And uh, so I get dressed and I come back as the maniac. So he, that night, the night, the day of, he walks up to me. I don't know we're working together. It didn't matter who I worked with. Uh, he walks up to me and he says, hey, man, this, this is a guy now. This is too cold. He's a badass in real life. He is nobody's fool. He is exceptionally talented and expects people who work with him to, you know, be sharp, be on it. Otherwise, He'll just finish you off and just go home, you know? So he comes up to me. We're all drinking at the bar, and he comes up to me. And he goes, hey, it's me and you tomorrow. I'm like, wow, really? Oh, man, I've always wanted to work with you. This is great. I'm so happy. He goes, listen, I know you've been with the best, man. 
fucking hero. He says, I can do any of Jimmy's moves, any. I said, I know you can. He goes, yeah, but brother, I want a Jimmy Snooker match. I said, well, do you want the A match, the B match, or do you want it all? He goes, oh, no, I want it all. I want it all. I said, do you want me just to call it in there? Or do you want me to just go through it once and I'll call it in there? He said, go through it once. I'm just dying to hear what it is. And I just go through the match. I just go through it. I just tell him what it is. Brother. Guy's fantastic. The guy's just fantastic. He was ahead of his time. I said that when I was a kid, when I used to watch him. He was just um, incredible. And he's still going. He's still going now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still going. And, 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 and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, he's, look, there are certain people on this earth who are extremely special. Mm-hmm. He is one of them. Not just because of his how humble he is out of the ring, but because he is so talented and is humble. Just it's a double. It's a double positive. And he, if you can't get along with this man seriously, there's something wrong with you because. He is just, you know, he's just fun. I mean, he's he doesn't get up in the morning and say, fucking coffee sucks. He doesn't say that. He gets up in the morning and he's like, man, it's good to be alive. That's him. You know, he doesn't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to say, fuck the world. I hate everybody. He's not that kind of guy. He's just cool. You know, he's just cool, you know. So if you can't get along with him, but whatever. So great guy. But Ron, and, and there's another thing. You know, I don't know if you did. You read Jimmy's biography? I've not. To be to be fair, Jeff, I've not. I've not. I've, that's one I need to read. I will. You I, should read it. You know why? You know why I say you should read it. You know why you should read it. Not for this other stuff, but for the positive stuff. But also, I'm in it. Now I haven't read it because it was my life. I lived it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. lived it. So I don't know what's in it, <laughs> but I'm sure I could give you all the backstories on whatever yeah, is in it when it came to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I did see a quote where he said that, oh, Jeff was from Hawaii and we made some money together. But I said to Carol, oh, I, I, I was only in the book a little bit. She goes, what are you talking about? You're like a whole chapter. Oh, I'm like, really? Man. I said, was it good? She goes, yeah, it was good. I mean, but I don't know if it was good, bad, because the writer who was doing it with Jimmy, those words weren't Jimmy's words. Those were his words, this guy. So for all I know, Jimmy could have said something totally different. And he wrote what he wrote. But I, I, you know, I I, I don't know because I didn't read it. I have to see, you know, what was said and what was done. But. Like I said, I didn't read it because I may. Excuse me. The only other, you know, I mean, I've I've had compliments from guys, but I'll tell you the most other than from Jimmy, obviously, 
and from Barbarian and all the people that really, I mean, Tito gave me some compliments on my work over the years. Um, he came up to me, um, I think it was August of 2017. We worked the show and we came back and he goes, look. I'm like, what? What happened? He goes, no, 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 look. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't know what to look for. What am I looking for? He goes, no sweat. I didn't sweat. I didn't sweat with you. I did not sweat with you. Nothing. Everything was just, you called it all. We just did it. It was perfect. Fantastic. Thank you. So I, those are nice compliments, but I think mm -hmm. the nicest compliment I ever got, I think, was Jim Cornette was booking for Dennis Corluzzo. Dennis Corluzzo had NWA New Jersey, who got screwed over big time, but those guys were really good friends, and I love Dennis. We all love Dennis. All the young guys who wrestled for Dennis shows. Uh, I gave Dennis the idea of look, uh, you know, let me go out and get uh, tables for people to buy to be at your show. Let me organize that. I'll pay for my gas and everything else. We split. We split everything down the middle, and uh, I'll do my own printing. We split the gas. We split the car. And everything else is fine. I said, okay. So we did it. And we, we really did a, a, a fine job of putting a show together. He had his girls working for him and his daughter working for him and his son working for him. And then I was out, you know, doing a fundraiser because he had um, the local um, the local Knights of Columbus that was involved with it. So, you know, you're trying to raise money because the Knights, they go out to toys for tots. They do stuff for children for the homeless they make food for them and buy food and cook food so it was one of those deals and um i was working with this guy gino caruso really nice guy great guy out of the northeast he's a trainer for he's the ecpw1.com but ecpw east coast championship pro, east coast pro wrestling and uh he's been there as long as i've been around you know and then some and rocky jones was uh was the guy who uh ran it before that but then you know gino took it over and uh mr italy gino Crusoe, and um uh, i was working with him and dennis said listen put the metal maniac over he's been working his ass off all week here all month here and he did good for us we were able to pay all the bills with just our half and the rest of the monies that we made for the show our profits you know so when we were able to still give the percentage that was promised to, you know, the uh, the knights for you know using their name to raise funds, and uh, everybody was happy. And I said to Jim Cornette, I said, "Don't put me over." He's like, "Don't put you over." Dennis wants to put you over. I said, "Listen, if you put me over, it's gonna dud. But if Gino goes over," Everybody's happy. Good guys, bad guys, winners and losers. It doesn't help me to go over. It just it it ruins my heat. It ruins it because you can't take my heat. I could lose every night and still get heat because I work psychological wrestling. And then you have, you know, Mr. Italy, who's a wrestler, but he can also do psychological wrestling. And I said, look. He's a baby face. He, you're gonna kill his gimmick. Why kill his gimmick? You don't need to, and you don't need to put me over. And he said to me, 
I know we don't really know each other that well, and I don't even know whether I like you or not. He said, but what you just said was the most correct thing I've ever heard in this business. And if our business thought the way you just said, we'd be in a, such a much better place in wrestling. So that was a, a big deal. Uh, I have two other ones, though. The other ones were really sweet where um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was a, uh, a special guest referee in a match with me and Jimmy. And I started getting under his skin a little bit on purpose to get him excited. I start pushing him, pointing my finger at him, moving my hand away. And I start doing it. I said, listen, so I'll kick your ass, old man. I'm telling you right now, his eyeballs popped out of his head, you know. <laughs> so then the finish, the finish comes, and he's involved in it. Jimmy tells him, double chop me, but double, double chop me. And you, you, you brack breaker, I'm going to splash him, count him fast. So he just goes on the fly. Jimmy, you know, you know, he knows, Steamboat knows what to do. He's listening. So boom, boom, that happens. Double chop, they both double chop. He picks me up, backbreakers me, tells Jimmy, go to the top. Gets down to those Jimmy's fingers, then fucking Jimmy splashes me. And he gets down there, one, two, three, instead of doing like what he was doing, you know, the whole match, right? So at the beginning of the night, I, I, I spoke to him, said, how are you, sir? Nice to meet you. And, um, I have it pretty much done. We're talking to Jimmy, and he sees that Jimmy's listening, so he's going to listen. But I asked him instead of Jimmy, I said, brother, I'd like to go from here to there. Can you help me get there? He said, sure, do this, do that. But once I got him in there, I really started like poke him in his chest. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it. But at the end, he went in and he told Jimmy, he said, brother, what are you kidding me? I taught this kid. He's just having fun with you. He loves you. He's like, really? So when I came in, he goes, you had me, kid. God damn it, you had me. Which is a big deal because to have Ricky the Dragon say you 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 were pissed at him or you were looking at you were looking to get cute. He thought I was trying to get cute, like you know, and take advantage of him in the ring. He did. He told me. And another one at the end, he was hugging me. Another one was Ken Patera. Ken Patera was doing talking in 1995 at this thing that is on the internet you you could buy it which is free but you can i show you where it's free it's something called grandmasters of wrestling 2 it was in the dollar bins at the walmart it was the highest not not grossing but highest selling wrestling dvd in the history of wrestling and it still is it's in the guinness book of world records and it was in the dollar bin, and I'm working against Jimmy. But if you go and you to YouTube and you just go all one word, no capitals, no spaces, just eight zero eight Metal Maniac, you will or or Metal Maniac versus Jimmy Snuka, and you're going to see part one and part two. Well, that's the match without the openings. So, you know, because those that guy made tapes of us and never had a release to sell them. So none of us got a penny and they were all sold in the dollar store in the dollar bins. So if you would have got a penny, it would have been a lot, you know, crowbar was in there as, as, as Devin storm when he first started, he was like in the opening match of crowbar. So <clears throat> crowbar from WCW, you know, 
uh, Chris. You know, but that was when he was like 16, 17 years old. He was wrestling. Um, uh, he, uh, so, so, uh, you know, uh, that, so, Ken Patera, I, I keep coming back to him. I keep yelling at him. And I keep on him. And every time I do something to Jimmy Sills, I keep coming back to him. And you can hear him on the microphone saying, hey, maniac, if you keep poking your finger in my face, there's nothing There's nothing in between me and you and opportunity. Because I will take this bell and crack it right over your head. And he was getting annoyed because I kept coming over and I kept getting closer to him. And then I kind of like threw, pushed the table in on him and was leaning over at him. He stood up. He said, what do you think? You're a tough guy? That's what he said to me, and I and off the mic, but I could hear him. I said, "Oh, I'm your worst nightmare." Now he's 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 livid. He's livid. He's absolutely livid. So when I go to lose the match, I go into that corner, I go up to the top, and I'm yelling at him, and he's standing up, giving me the up you sign. Jimmy grabs me, throws me off, and he does a flying cross body because that that ring really was your shit. And um, you know, so. They're all done. It's the last match. Ken Patera's in the back. Jimmy's in the back. Ken Patera goes to Jimmy and said, I'm going to punch this kid in the face as soon as he walks in the door. He goes, brother, what are you talking about? This kid's been working you the whole time. He says, I thought so at first, but when he shoved the table into my chest, he (laughs) said, brother, he's like, I'm telling you, this kid is not that. When you see him, you're going to know I teach him everything that he knows. And I walked in. Ken Patera was right there with open arms and a big smile on his face. He's like, God damn it, you had me when you shoved the table into my chest. He says, I really was going to crack you with that bell if you came one inch closer. I wasn't messing around. I was going to crack you one. I'm telling you. He said, but Jimmy told me it's a gimmick and that you were trying to it get me my reaction because you always loved me when I used to do the strongman things with the, with he put his back against the wall and they had a van burnout, you know, with his feet holding. And then they hit the front brake and did the rear burnouts. I don't know if you remember those, those videos when he was a kid, when I was a kid, you were probably a little baby yet. He stayed at my house many times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I just been, I've been very, I've been so fortunate, you know. I work with Bruno San Martino's son, David. Yeah. With Bruno in his corner. And David's like, listen, how do you want to go over? I said, no, what are you talking about? You're David San Martino. You're going over. What's wrong with you? He goes, yeah, but I've been out for so long. I'm like, David. You are David San Martino. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. He's like, really? So your father's going to be right there in the corner. You're going to lose a match. Said, there's always a way to do it, you know, and make it look right. I said, no, no. The people came to see you beat me and you're going to beat. He said, but I haven't done this in so long. I said, brother, I'm going to do it all for you. And so we, had to finish where I kept on working in Bruno and kept on working Bruno and kept on working Bruno. 
and Bruno would distract the referee because you kept getting up on the rope and I'd keep kicking the kid in the balls instead of headbutting him. And then the, the heat was on the referee and it started to get hotter and hotter and hotter. I spit up in the air towards Bruno, not at him, but up in the air so he can move out of the way. He moves out of the way and pops up. As soon as he pops up, I charge him. He jumps down and I spring off and the kid rolls me up. One, two, three, rolls out with his dad, sells it all the way to the locker room. And his father and the, the son were waiting for me in the back. And they said, damn it, that was so, that was really great, kid. You're, you're in the business 20 years too late. You should have came in in the 70s. I'm like, yeah, well, I was 10. I will tell you that one time I saw superstar Billy Graham when I was a kid and he walked by me. I never knew humans could get that big. And I put my hand on his bicep and a cop moved my arm. And I could still feel the pipe of his arm in my hand right here. And I got to meet him. And I said, Superstar, I said, you are the man. He goes, no, I used to be. I go, no. I never knew humans could be as big as you. I said, when you walked by me and I was nine and a half, and I put my hand on your arm, I said, brother, I could still feel that giant pipe right here and he looked at me and he hugged me and he goes thank you so much thank you so much because you know he was devastated what what they did to him you know he was devastated and it's it's a shame because i can't in real life i couldn't believe that he could be beat by bob backland i thought bob backland was a good middle of the card guy good tag mm -hmm. team guy that yeah. kind of thing. I think they could have kept him going a long time with the belts because people loved him, but they didn't love him that much. And even when they gave him the belt, they still had to have Superstar on the card to support the card because they weren't drawing without him. So that was a mistake. That was just, I guess, Vince Sr. just saying, I'm not going to be wrong and I won't be wrong and I just can't do it. And it's happening. Yeah. Jeff, do you see, do you see any of the modern wrestling or do you not watch it at all? Uh, the last time I watched it was, uh, I would say what, 2000 and 2005, mm -hmm. 2000, 2008. Um, I did catch a couple of matches here and there when the rock would do a return or stone cold was doing something special or, uh, you know, triple H, uh, in, in, in a main event or, you know, uh, uh or, or, um, the undertaker, you know, watch one match, something like that. But I never watched a full card because I could see where things were going. I could tell from looking in people's eyes they were reading or they didn't know they were lost. I could tell from the matches that they weren't using psychology. And I could hear from people that really were deep into the business that the numbers were sagging and they kept sagging and they've been sagging. And now they're sagging so low that 
a company that has no idea what to do with $35 billion. And, and they're nice gentlemen, I'm sure. I mean, if they knew anything about the business, don't you think I'd be doing color commentating? So they don't know about the business. They don't. They think they know. They have been doing well compared to a dead, a dead horse. That's not saying much. If w- Jeff, we could we could do this over four episodes. All the stories you've got, man. Thank you, thank you so much. For, thanks for getting the, the makeup on and everything and doing this today. I really- no worries. I wanted the people to see me, not just the picture, <laughs> brother. Wanted to get it full view, ladies and gentlemen. Zoom in, baby, because you are looking at the voice of pro wrestling and these dummies who got money who don't call me because they're letting some other guy who sounds like JR work or whatever. Now you give me a break. I know this business in and out. You put me in there, I'd be the next Jesse. I'd be the next Jesse. It's time for a change. It's time to give somebody a few dollars for a spot to earn a living, take care of their family, who can talk this good. Brother, daddy, daddy, brother, can you imagine it? Man, it would be like, Wow. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.